On today's Square Vision, I have on very special guest, NFL free agent Juwan Harley. He joins me. We talk about his football journey from being recruited by Florida State to transferring to playing with the, the Bills. Great interview with Juwan. Let's go. Too complex. Too complex. Too complex. Too, too, too complex. All right. Today is Friday, October 25th. And NFL free agent Juwan Harley joins me to talk about his football career and his journey to where he got to today. He's an amazing guy. It was a lot of fun talking to Juwan. Very personal, great interviewee. Um, just had a lot to share, and it was a lot of fun to be able to talk about his career and learn more about Juwan. Um, I look forward to getting more NFL and other athletes on the show as well, too. It's a lot of fun to reach out and branch out to different athletes. And this was a really fun interview with Juwan. I'm looking forward to having him back on the show. But before the interview, uh, let's talk some basketball. So tonight's game was the Houston Rockets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. I watched this game and I thought that, the well first, before we even get into that, uh, Russ and James Harden already started arguing, uh, which was very interesting. But I think they wouldn't be able to do that because they are good friends and, you know, they're able to point out each other's flaws and, Help each other out, and I think that's just two competitors talking to each other. But it was a very good game. I thought that Houston was actually going to win the game. Um, you know, both Russ and James looked really good and moving the ball very well, and Houston's moving the ball very well in itself and finding the shooters. But Milwaukee and Giannis just look like they have, uh, you know, a whole different level to them and what they were able to do. Um, and Giannis looked like he just carried out a another MVP performance with another triple double. It was they look good. He looks like he looks good, and he looks like he's got a little bit of a jump shot going now, which is scary as hell because he's already tough to stop on the drive. So I don't, I can't imagine what it's going to be like with him going forward and as he develops for the season. Uh, last night there was a ton of action in the NBA as well too. We had the Celtics Sixers. The Celtics got. The door was blown off of them. They lost by 14. Uh, the Philly fans were, chant- were chanting Celtics suck. Unfortunately, you know, it was tough to watch. As the Celtics fans, it was tough to watch them lose. But hopefully they're able to bounce back. Philly looks really good. I think they played really well. Um, it's interesting to see them with an old-school big lineup like that. That's a lineup that I don't think I've seen that big since uh, Tim Duncan on the Spurs with uh, David Robinson. So it's a really interesting uh, big man lineup they had out there. Um, ben Simmons didn't shoot a three, so he's he's shooting 100%. Well, he's not shooting at any percentage right now from three, so he didn't shoot well. He didn't shoot any three-pointers. Um, other games that we had going on last night as well is Kyrie went off for the Nets, even though they lost an OT to the Timberwolves. He had 50 points. 50 freaking points. This guy played for the Celtics, and he didn't put out as well as that much of a performance for Celtics. Uh, it was kind of crazy to see how well he was playing, but he seems like he's just a happy, more happier basketball player being over in uh, Brooklyn and playing at home and must make him feel pretty well. Um, interesting to see the Timberwolves, how well they did. Um, Carl Anthony Stone's had a big game with 36 points as well, three blocks, three steals. He looked really well. Um, Andrew Wiggins also had a big game with 21 points. Um, I'm interested to see the Timberwolves, how they will play this year. It's a team that I always root for. I always want to see them play, um, to a high level and see how well they do and 
what they can do going forward. Um, you know, it's a team that I always root for to see that. I would like to see them go to the fi- the playoffs, and not whether well, not not be the finals, but I'd like to see them go to the playoffs. It's a team I root for, but I don't know about that team. I don't know if they don't succeed this year. I think it's a team they break up, but we'll see. We shall see what happened. Other action we had going on uh, last night too was the Grizzlies and the Heat. Uh, very good, actually interesting matchup. The Heat won. Uh, new face Jimmy Butler was playing for Miami. Um, actually didn't play. My apologies, he didn't play in that game. Um, but you know the Heat looked good. Justice Winslow, twenty-seven points. Uh, Tyler Hero, I think our Rookie of the Year this year, which is crazy to say. I didn't think he was gonna be this good with fourteen. Um, you know, he came out and played well. And then John Morant, the other rookie on the other side, also had 14. Uh, Jerry and Jackson were 17. Memphis should be a fun team to watch in the future. I like the young talent. Uh, big fan of Miami's Tyler Harrell. I think he's playing unbelievable. Uh, another game that happened, too, was the Thunder and Jazz. Um, very, actually, very close game, surprisingly, for all the talent that the Jazz has. The Jazz only won by five. Uh, Mitchell with 32-12, and 12, which is crazy. He looked amazing as always. Conley came in. He went five points, you know, in 27 minutes. So, I don't know. It should be interesting. But I know Mitchell had a crazy-ass dunk in the middle of that game. Um, you know, uh, so, and the Thunder played well. The young guys of the Thunder played well. I mean, um, Shea, Gilchrist, Alexandra, he he played well. He had 26 points. Chris Ball had 22. So they looked really good. And then finally, the other game was the Trailblazers versus um, Denver, a rematch of the semifinals last year in the NBA NBA playoffs. Uh, Djokovic with 20 and 13. This Nuggets team is good. This Nuggets is a young, young, good team. I think there's a lot of talent for them Um on that team, it would be interesting to see if they end up getting another superstar in the future. But I think they are close to being uh, a championship-level team. I think they just need one more guy to complete that piece. And then for the Trailblazers, for them to lose that game, I'm interested to see what happens with them this year. There are that two-guard set with Lillard and McCollum, oh, CJ McCollum, which is one of my favorite players. I couldn't even say his name. That's bad. Um you know, with them playing with each other, it's interesting to see how well they're going to do this year. I'm afraid, I'm not afraid, but I think they might blow it up, that team, because if they don't win or have a good season this year, or by February they don't have, they're not over 500 or they're too close to 500, that I think they're going to move some pieces to get those guys. And I think it might benefit the Portland Trailblazers. Unfortunately, you don't want to see them break up because there's two guys from mid-major schools who are absolutely NBA studs on the same team. Um, so it's interesting to see what happens. But I don't know. It would be interesting to see isn't to be a Portland Trailblazers fan. The Golden State Warriors game is starting now against the Clippers. This should be a really fun one. I'm going to try to stay up to watch this one. I stayed up late to watch the last one. I paid for it the next day at work. So I'm going to try to stay up to stay up for this one. I should have recorded when this started, but it's all right. Um, you guys will see it. This is a big, big-time game. Kawhi Leonard, I still think, is the best player on the planet right now. Um, just the way how he has been playing and how he is moving the ball and what he's been able to do um, himself. He just looks so silky smooth, man. 
I don't know if you guys saw it, but the way he just shoots his mid-range jump shot, it's unbelievable. He's like a hundred. He shoots like ninety percent from there. It's crazy, and he shoots off balance too. But it looks like he's unbalanced. He's just so comfortable with whatever he does. Patrick Beverly is absolutely just a stud too defensively. This team is good, man. This Clippers team is deep and good. I'm interested to see the Golden State Warriors and how they play though with Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell teaming up. So it should be an interesting time and interesting season for these guys and you know i hope you guys are watching the game and enjoying it um but that is my nba recap of this week uh <clears throat> you know so we'll see uh i will see you guys on monday i'm gonna leave you with the interview with Joan harley awesome interview with Joan. a lot of fun just an amazing guy with a great heart who's gonna go far in his nfl career um and professional career and hopefully the XFL draft supplement draft is coming up, and hopefully he gets drafted. Um, big fan of Juwan and his story and his journey to become what he is today and just who he is as a person. He's just a hard worker. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Here's Juwan. On today's Core Vision, I welcome on NFL free agent Juwan Harley. Juwan, how are you today? I'm doing great, Jeff. How about yourself, man? I'm doing really well, man. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, for the listeners, this is our first NFL player uh, to come on. So this is very exciting. Yes. Uh, and first and foremost, I want to thank you for even uh, having me on your show. Uh, it's an honor. It's a blessing. And uh, I'm just grateful to be on this. <laughs> Cannot stop explaining how much I grateful I am. Uh, all right. Well, I really appreciate you too, man. I, I'm, I was excited once uh, you got back to me and um, you said you would come on and I was very pumped up and I can't wait to hear your story and how uh, you got into football and where it's brought you into life and how, like, how hard you're working now just to get to where you want to be. Oh, yeah, man. I really hope that whoever's out there listening, uh, I hope it motivates. If it's just one person, I don't care what your dream is. I hope this right here um, helps you get over the hump and understand that, you know, you are possible, you know, just keep believing it and things will go your way. Yes, that's, that's, that's very true. And you have to, oh, you have to believe in that and um, have good, good faith in everything. And it sounds like you are a positive person. And I think your story is going to get out, reach out to a lot of kids and a lot of people out there that's listening. Um, I really hope so. You know, uh, like I say, I, I tell people all the time, the, uh, the purpose of us going through, you know, the, the struggle and the hard times is bigger than us. And I have realized that and I want to use that to motivate others. And that's the goal today. And I believe it can happen. It is. I believe it. Well, I believe it is going to happen as well, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So my first question is for you, like, you know, at what age, like, did you know that football was your sport and like, you know, you just started to excel in it. Like, what age did that become? Like, you're like, this is this is what I want to do for a living. Wow. Um, when I tell you, you probably won't believe it. <laughs> because it, it had so many ups and downs. It really did. You know, I, I was told that at 18 months, um, I picked up the football, and my dad had to throw the football with me every night, no matter how tired he was and how late it was. He had to throw the football. So with me doing that, and I was the kid. At a young age, if I just pick up something, put my mind into it, it would just come naturally. You know, I was just gifted with that. I didn't understand that. I thought everyone could do it. You know, I always thought that. And so as time went on, uh, football really 
became like a back burner in a way. I really did uh, enjoy baseball. Oh, I really enjoyed baseball, man. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, I had a pitch, man. I was great pitcher, great pitcher. Hmm. But, really? you know, yeah, but in the community I came up in, baseball wasn't um, something big. So I retired at age 10. <laughs> <laughs> so early retired. retirement. Early retirement. Early, early retirement, man. Early retirement. So did they hang up uh, your jersey? Know, did they hang up your jersey in the youth league? No, I, I wish they did, man. I think, I think that jersey <laughs> – to go for millions right now. <laughs> yeah, man, tell me. So, you know, the thing was uh, basketball. You know, I played football. I definitely continue to play football every year. You know, flat football, Pop Warner. Um, but the main thing was after school, we go play basketball. And I really didn't know how to play. I, I just started watching people, figure out how to shoot, talk myself a lot of things. So it's like I pretty much taught myself, you know, fundamentals of football, you know. So – I uh, picked up basketball, and that's what I wanted to do, man. I was dunking at 5'7". It's my eighth grade, dunking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm 5'7 exactly. now. I can barely even touch the net. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man. So I just knew it. I said, man, basketball's going to be me, man. I had a great summer in AU, you know, and we had playing travel ball. But uh, and then I started realizing, like, I don't think I'm going to grow tall enough. I really don't think so. So that's when I made a conversion say, you know what, football is um, my ticket to uh, getting a higher education, higher learning, and see the world more. And I would say approximately around uh, 10th grade is when I knew football was going to be it. You know, I could see the track, weightlifting, and everything, but I knew in 10th grade football was it. Wow. That's, uh, that's uh, you know, I think a lot of guys from other stories have heard well, more from their more basketball stories. So. Um, you know, they usually decide at like a really young middle school or something like that. But that grade's like a little bit late in the game. But that's awesome that you knew that's exactly what you want to do and stuck with it. And like, how did you decide on being uh, like a cornerback and safety? And did you play any positions in high school? No, I grew up quarterback, man. Oh man, R- really? Are you a lefty man. or a righty? I'm a righty, man. But thing is, though, I threw. I could. I used to throw. Man, I trained so hard that. I said, I want to do something different. And I, I was able to throw 40-yard spirals with my left hand, but my right. What? Seriously, I kid you not. I kid, I wish we had social media back then. I wish we did. I kid you not, man. Um, but, yeah, yeah, man, I, I was a quarterback. But the thing is, you know, it was like um, I remember coming in uh, to high school, you know, hype uh, thing. You know, nowadays you could be a, a six-foot quarterback and you're not frowned upon. You know, right at that time, I was in high school, like, 5'10-ish, 5'11 on my high school time. And, you know, that's frowned upon. You're too short as quarterback. So I had to convert to uh, safety and corner and playing defense, you know. But, yeah, I had a cannon, man. <laughs> man it sounds like it. It sounds like you had a cannon with both arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I couldn't throw the ball. I'm a lefty, so I couldn't throw the ball in the ocean with my right. So if I try so I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I was just that guy that, like, just for instance, when I'm training now, I say, um, whatever I can do forward, I have to do it backwards. So, during basketball, I was shooting with my left when I'm a righty. In football, I was throwing when I was with my left, as well as my right. So, I just knew if I'm doing one, I have to be able to do the other. And that's all I did in my mindset. That's a, that's like a, that's an excellent method. I don't think a lot of people even like go into it like that. I think once they know they're dominant with a certain hand that they just want to 
and you know, and they can dominate with that hand. That's pretty like interesting. But to hear you like start that way, that's a that's actually a really smart way to start. I think it throws people off too and makes you ambidextrous and better. Oh yeah, definitely. I like I always like to keep my opponent guessing. They never know. They never know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the best way to do it. All all sports are just like chess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Was that, what was it? So now you switch to the defensive side. So what's it like to hit somebody instead of getting hit? Oh, man, I am a very aggressive person in sports. You know, that that is what how I was brought up. Um, like I have so many childhood stories because I always want to model myself after my dad. Uh, he passed um, in 2018, two days after my birthday. Uh, but I always want to model everything he told me that he did. I want to do it 10 times better. That was just me. And that's how he raised me. He wanted me to be whatever I do, do it better than him. So I remember he was, he was 135 in high school. They get on the football team. He played linebacker at 135 um, with five, six, five, five at time. Oh, wow. And he, he slammed, hit and slammed up the biggest offensive lineman who was the toughest guy on the team at 275. And that's how he got his reputation. You know, he was a speedster, you know, so he, he wasn't afraid. So he told me what he did was he got his pads, he took them home because he, he lived in um, the country uh, outside of Tallahassee, Florida, where I'm born and raised in Mississippi, and he used to go hit trees, the old tree. And I kid you not, when I was um, 10 years old, I was considered too heavy to play it at a certain weight level at an age that kids are, what, 10 to 11. I was too heavy. So at 10 years old, I had to mature and play with um, the guys that was um, 12, 13, 14 years old. I had to play with those guys. So I'm 10 years old. Exactly. Because I was, I was too heavy. I, I, I was a little chubby style when I was growing up. You know, I was growing fast. So he said, put these pads on. I'm going to take you to my stomping grounds. And ever since then, he took to the same oak tree. He said, don't be afraid. You just run into it. You have pads on. And ever since then, I have been afraid to uh, be aggressive. I'm on a um, football field, course, whatever. I knew anything I put my mind to, you know, I could do it. Wow, man, that's that's unbelievable. And especially, like, your dad, like, sounds like a great person. I'm sorry he passed away. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. Um, you know, someone that – to give you that word of advice and especially that way of training, that's such a football guy move, too, to just hit a, an oak tree, to start attacking an oak tree and to train you that way. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, this guy – you know, you, you talk about a guy, uh, this is this is why also the business that I run, uh, the health and fitness business that I run, is run so greatly because this guy was a bodybuilder from 1984 to uh, early 2000. He judged NPC. He still holds records books for uh, Mr. Florida and bodybuilding, uh, top 10 in the world bodybuilding. So he instilled in me, you know, competitiveness, uh, you know, outworking someone, always fighting the person in the mirror to better that person each and every day. So you're saying a guy that drilled it and still did it to me. So, you mean, that, that's why you see the person I am. Pretty much the person you need, you are me and my dad as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I like it. I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, man. So, you, so how did you – so when you're recruiting process, what was that like and how did you decide on Florida State? Like, how many other, like, you know – Florida State's a big name school in the ACC. Like, how many other guys, other big name schools that approached you? Oh, it was many. Oh, man, you know, I, I come from a, a high school where 
at one point we didn't have a head coach and I had to step up in the role of coaching. All the players had to really be coaches at the time. You talk about hosting workouts and, and practices without coaches. That's that's the high school type I come from wow. where also, also coaches don't really care about your test scores, you know, and you don't know nothing. You know, it's just you think you play ball and get school, but you got his counselor helping you out, but you really have the coaching that you need. That's that's where I come from. Um, the things have changed there, and I'm so happy it did. Uh, the process was – it was great, you know. Uh, I'm the type of guy that I didn't like a lot of attention, and this is funny how I received my first scholarship. So I remember we um, we had workouts that day, and my dad said, I, I signed you up for a camp. I, I, I hated going to camps. I thought it was pointless. He said, you're going to this camp. And that's when I went to Florida State Camp, and I ran a 4-3-40 hand time. And this was in, uh, yes, at, in high school. And that's when my name became on the map. It was really there. Florida State offered me. And then after that, I mean, scholarships from everywhere. I just I just stopped losing count. I still have uh, in my mom's and dad's garage all the scholarships and letters and everything. But the process was pretty tough. Uh, I didn't have a high school coach to really advertise. It was all self, self-doing. self I didn't like that at all. Uh, because it hurted my my teammates, you know. But what I did was, I remember times I was trying to get deals. I was telling coach, I'm not gonna say what schools or whatnot, but I was like, hey, if you take me, can you at least get my guy, my uh, my best friend, my teammate, can you get him a half a scholarship or academic, he could walk on or something. So that was my recruiting life, you know. At the end of the day, it wasn't about me. It was about hoping that I could get my other teammates some type of scholarship, some type of recognition. And that's that's uh, the reason I walk. Yeah, that's the type of person I am. Yeah, no, you're I mean, it sounds like you, that's a, a, a great teammate. And I'm sure those guys that you help get those scholarships or put them on notice are super thankful to you to this day. And, you know, ah, that's that you're just a an A1 teammate and beyond. Oh, man, it just, you know, coming from that area, you know, guys, you know, some sometimes you have guys on the team that wasn't going to get a meal, you know, and, and you want to do what you can to help them. So you the money that you have saved up or got for an ounce, uh, you know, still just spend on myself. You know, I take guys, we go to uh, uh, somewhere to eat some pizza or somewhere to get a meal, something. You know, I'm just that type of person. I, I just refuse to be selfish. At the end of the day, I always want to spread whatever I have. I want someone else to get a half as well. Man, that's, that's so nice. And, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are super thankful for, uh, just, you know, just for what you did for them back in the day, I'm sure they'll never forget it. And hopefully they passed on those good deeds as they went on through life as well, too. Oh, I hope so. I think so, man. You know, it's all about passing things down and keeping it alive. So I think uh, having a great heart, you pass that down and know it's genuine people out there. No one's always trying to backstab you. I think yeah. we can, um, keep keep pushing positive things and, you know, the world be all, become a better place. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I fully agree. I think once you do something nice, I think I'm sure someone else feels like, you know, not it feels good and then they want to make someone else feel that good, too. So I feel like passing on, I feel like you touched a lot of hearts with your efforts out, out where you are from. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and how so was Florida State a decision because it was close to home? Uh, yes and no at the same time. Um, when I was in the recruiting process, you know, I look at the board and I'm already second string at uh, Strong Safety at Rover. I'm like, wow, 
is wow. it cannot be real. And then, you know, I had a buddy, uh, he was at a, a opposite high school that was, uh, we played the same position and everything. He said, man, when I came in on a visit, I already saw your name there. I said, I'm not going to go there because you already there. What's the point? You know? So I was like, wow, this is serious. So knowing that I'll, I'd be able to come in at Rover um, slash Strong Safety, um, it was a big influence. And then also, you know, with my dad who, who had health issues, um, he was an HVAC and he held his spaces um, at the job and it deteriorated his lungs. So I knew he couldn't travel as much. So I knew, let me try to stay home as long as I can, you know, and be with my family. Um, and, and those two things uh, played a, a role into it. Uh, so yeah, that, that's pretty much how my recruiting thing. I, I shut it down uh, my junior year. Uh, you know, I made a verbal commitment, however, but at the same time, it wasn't uh, in stone. So I was still able to, you know, I can't check my teammate out. Uh, this guy's great, you know, it's a possibility can things happen, you know, things like that. Wow. So, oh wow. So that's that's crazy that, I mean, it's crazy you shut it down. I mean, it's smart too, because, you know, family's important and everything, you shut it down by June, but it's still awesome that you're still doing that for your, like your teammates and your friends to have them get checked out. So you're still helping them out. Uh, that's That's still crazy of you. Yeah, I, I knew this. I say I knew this. I I'm a type of person. I, I go into my room. I, I meditate. I say prayers. What I have to do? Get my energy going. And I do this at an early age. And I said, okay, I know this is school I'm gonna go to. Why linger? Why linger on it? And just go ahead and commit. Get it out there because now you're gonna have scouts saying, let me see what this full state commitment is about. Fans coming. Let me see what this full state commitment is about. Now you got more people paying attention to my teammates. You know, some people thought it was selfish that I committed early, but my master plan was now you got to come see this false commitment, committer, and now you're going to check out my other guys because they're going to shine. More people get to see them, more eyes. That was my whole method uh, in high school. That was my method. Wow. I didn't, so I didn't really think it would be like that. Honestly, I felt like after you got, you know, you made your commitment, I feel like maybe I thought like, the, like you know, guys would be there like, you know, move on or give up or, you know, figure it out. But the fact that it's the opposite and it brings them more attraction to guys who want to see you play and then they start to notice your teammates or your friends, that's pretty – that's impressive and very smart on your behalf as well too. And you're what, a junior at this age? Like, and you know the stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah, man, you're man. business savvy already. You're business savvy <laughs> at a young age. <laughs> yep. And I'm gonna tell you that I know it's a little off topic, but let me tell you about this, man. At 10 years old, um, I was a DJ. I had my own business DJ. Uh, at 10 years old, I asked really? my parents. I said, I said, parents, I said, mom, dad, if you guys buy this equipment, I'll pay you back and interest. I remember that summer, man. I was going so hard DJing parties for kids, adults. Uh, I mean, you name it. And at 10 years old, I had my own business, man, DJing. So. I always knew that I would be able to um, accomplish a lot of things once I put my mind to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. That's super smart, too, as well, to start a DJ business at a young age. And uh, Did you get any, like, weddings or anything where people are like, why is this 10-year-old guy DJ? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know, you get that. They're like, oh, man, you don't know the music. Yeah. And so once it started going and everything, and, you know, they started dancing. And I always, you know, give them that look like, ha-ha, something like that. And, and the funny thing is, I used to curate, uh, record, like, me saying, ha-ha, 
um, in the music. So I hit that button, make it say, ha-ha, and I give them a look, and they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Oh man, so <laughs> I need to. I just like I don't know. Just like I need. I wish I started DJ business at a young age or something. I mowed lawns as a kid. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we used to. Just, I used to hustle down the street. I used to have like a few lawns on my own street, and then I had my grandmother's, and she was just <laughs> she would, she would spread the word about me. Hey. That's a great promo. You, you don't have to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I know. Grandma was the toughest customer, though, too. Grandma wanted things done and done fast. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you're, what was it like going into your freshman year, like, of going into a big ACC school like Florida State? Oh, man, it was great. But then also it was um, – it was terrible at the same time, uh, you know, coming in, you know, I was able to come in um, to work out with uh, the team uh, at the high school. And the thing is, you know, the time that, you know, we could come check in or whatever. And I'm doing these great numbers, you know, uh, selling workouts, you know, but however, uh, it's sad to say that when an upperclassman sees a uh, underclassman, doing great and selling, you know, a little rough on the end, some, you know, some guidance. It's sad that you see that person as competition and you don't want to take them under your wing. Yeah. And I suffer from that because I didn't know how to take care of my body. I didn't know, you know, about the nutrition, hydration, um, fundamentals, you know, to, to uh, succeed at this high prestigious level of um, Division One. And it really hurt me because I suffered from uh, two swollen kidneys and all um, each group. You yeah. know, I had some, really, man, I, I didn't know about help um, take care of my body. Like, I didn't know, you know, and I didn't know about the fundamentals and everything. You know, they just saw this kid, you know, doing great things with numbers and everything. No one wants to say, hey, let me show you the ropes. Let me show you how this thing goes. Let me show you how you can maximize your time in college. You know, I didn't get that. So I'm not bickering over it because without going through those times, going through those patches of life, it wouldn't molded me to who I am now. And now I can pass this down to others. I can teach others um, about their health, about their wellness. Um, young kids, about their fundamentals, what's key, what's, what, what you need to do. So at the end of the day, that's what happened. So it's, it's like, Terrible things happened, but at the end of the day, it came out, turned out to be great because it turned into who I am too. Yeah, it molds you as a person. And that's, I mean, it's, it's sad that, you know, you didn't have any help from upperclassmen, but like you said, you know, well, everything happens for a reason and it, it turned you into the person that you are today. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm sure that the people are getting that, like, you know, getting that information, like, you know, you're passing along your information to these people that you work out with or train. I'm sure they're they're much appreciated because they're learning something they never knew and you know happy to have you at, take them under their wing. Yeah, man. You know, like you said, it's it's always trickling. You know, it's I feel like whatever you learn in life, it's why keep it to yourself? Why why take it to the very pass it on? Pass it on, teach somebody. It's 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 not worth knowing 
having all type of knowledge experience and you're not sharing it to the world you know so that's always been me whatever i learn i use it i apply it to life and i continue to pass it to others so it can be contagious and continue to grow and that's that's how it's supposed to be it is it really is it's i mean i think you know it's supposed to be a, a good motivation you know you know, a good motivational tool too, as well for you going forward. And then like, but you know, for people to not know how that feel, like, you know, it's not, you know, a lot of kids don't know the proper way to train. And like, it's nice to know that there's someone out there that, you know, help them out. It's just sad that there's people like that that don't want to pass along their knowledge. Yeah, it is. It is, man. Wow. It really is. Yeah, it's it's that's tough, but I I'm sorry to hear that that wasn't the best experience while you were there. But do you have any like uh, favorite memorable moments while you were there? Or, like, do you know? Do you remember the first time you walked on the field and what that felt like? Yes, uh, so many great moments. And, you know, I'm not gonna let that dark shadow over take everything that was learned there. It's two great moments, two great moments. You know, not just, and this is not just running on the field, making my first collegiate tackle. Or whatnot. This comes from two, two arguably uh, one of the greatest coaches to ever coach, and I'm talking about um, college, high school, professional, any level you can think of. The first, uh, I remember um, the first uh, encounterment uh, during my downtown um, down time in college. Uh, coach Bobby Bowden, he leaned on his uh, golf cart. And I believe he noticed that I was getting a little down. I was getting down and everything. And he called me over. Now, sometimes he'll call guys by their number. You know, he'll know you by your jersey numbers. My number is 30. But at this particular moment, he said, uh, Harley. And I turned around and said, come over here and take a ride with me. And I'm like, wow, Coach Bobby, I want to really take me on a ride and talk. And he pulled me to the side. He said, I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't want you to ever get down. He said, some people hit a peak so fast that they can't go no higher. He said, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get to your peak. As long as you keep going, you'll get there. And he said, don't be discouraged at others reaching their peak fast because once they hit that peak, that's it. But you, on the other hand, it's a journey and you'll get there. But it's a good time. And I, and I take that in to, to this day that people may be already where I want to be. But as long as I stay true to the journey, I know I get there in time. The second time was um, Coach Nicky Andrews. And Coach Andrews, man, he's a great coach. Oh, man, he's a great, awesome coach. I wish, I even told him, I wish he could have stayed one more year. My sophomore year, I, I, I really truly believe things got a lot different. However, I remember him telling us about our last conversation. He said, Juwan, if you ever get your health right, you will be one of, one of the greats. And I still hold on that on to that to this day. That Nikki Andrews, a Hall of Fame coach, told me that once I get my health right, I could be one of the greats, and I will be one of the greats. And and it ties back to the, uh, Coach Bobby. You know, my time is coming. It's our time. It's, you know, they don't just blow smoke up your butt. They they tell you the truth, and that just tells me: stay hungry, stay focused, stay patient. Great things are about to happen. And those two moments stands out to me in college. Wow. That's, uh, hey, the, the, hearing those stories is absolutely amazing. And, like, it's goose, like, it gives you goosebumps just, like, hearing that. 
just because you're hearing from two legends. And then right. <laughs> the, the fact that it still holds true that like you're like, you know, like that's a mo those are moments that stick with me for like forever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I hold them to them. You know, even even in the tough times, you know, it's it's like holding on to a slippery rope. But I know I'm gonna hold on hold on to this rope because eventually that rope will not be slippery anymore. You know, and I'll be able to get my grip and I'll be able to keep pulling and keep pulling and keep pulling. And while I'm pulling it up, I know I could be able to help others by saying, "Hey, just hold on, I got you." You know, and we just keep pulling each other up. I love that. I love that. That's great. Yeah, I. I totally agree. You, as long as you have someone else's back and you're holding on and they're holding on with you, you guys got each other. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, with those experiences and everything, what was, you know, what was your last moment? Why did you transfer to Middle Tennessee State and like, you know, how did coach take it? Well, you know, during that time, you know, um, Coach Fisher, that was his coach, Jimbo Fisher, was his first head coaching year. Uh, you know, I don't, me and him have a great, we have a great relationship. It wasn't for him allowing me to come back to my pro day. Uh, I don't think my name will still be allowed to this day. And we'll get to that. Uh, however, uh, you know, it's coaching changes, man. You know, get a new coach come in, Coach Stoops. You know, he want certain guys playing certain positions. So he moved me from one position uh, to uh, to linebacker, moved from safety to linebacker. Oh, wow. and everything. Uh, I really feel like he did it to get me out of his hair, but it, it's it's a okay. You know, everything happened for a reason. And with him moving me to that position, I took it. Uh, I took it like uh, water to a duck. You know, and let it come naturally. Let it roll off my back, and I learned the linebacker position. So now you're talking to a guy who took a negative situation and made it positive. So now I have experience uh, playing corner. I have experience playing safety. I have experience playing all three linebackers. So you talk to a guy who plays seven positions. How many guys you know can do that? Seven positions in football. So uh, that caused me to transfer, but however, it helped me with my knowledge, my IQ, my development of the game. Um, and then I transferred to Middle Tennessee. Uh, Coach Fisher wanted me to stay, you know, just stick it out. I would have if I would got a red shirt year to put on the, some good weight for linebacker. Um, but it didn't happen, you know, and, and you just – move on, uh, we didn't burn any bridges. You know, like I said, Coach Fisher, um, you know, I, I still thank him to this day for saying, yeah, come on back for Pro Day. You're still a Seminole. And that, that really made me feel good inside. Oh, wow. That's that's really nice of him to uh, do that. And that's good that you guys didn't have any hard feelings. And also, that's amazing that you know seven positions. A lot of, like you said, a lot of guys don't know even like one or two in football. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I, I – Always find a way, and I tell people, find a way to make a negative situation positive. Find some type of positive out of it and use it to your advantage. And that's what I did. I said, I'm going to use it to my advantage because, you know, that's going to help me, especially nowadays. You know, you have to go to these nickel and dime packages, and you're going to need someone who can play linebacker who's a, a, a safety or corner. You, you have to play multiple positions to um, stay alive in this game that it's, it's coming to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I mean, you have you're an all at all like you know all assets on defensive player. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's it's a great thing. You know, it's an honor to be able to do that. And you know, that's why I teach everyone: be versatile, man. The more you can do, 
uh, you know, the more you uh, have a chance, the more you have a chance. That's right. That's very true. That's 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 really not like you know you can play if you can play more multiple positions or just know another position you can help someone out or you know give those reads if you need to. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what made you choose Middle Tennessee State? Uh well, you know, Coach uh, Rich Stock was um, Bobby Bowman's um, quarterback in the seventies. Um, I think it was. I can't remember what year. They had a great, awesome year. So, it was kind of like a. Um, a no thing, you know, one no to another. Um, also, at the time, Florida A&M University, FAMU, head coach now, um, Coach Willie Simmons, was the office coordinator. And we are from basically the same area, uh, just 45 minutes away. He's from Quincy, Florida, from Tallahassee, Florida. And, uh, you know, that also had an influence on it as well. So I chose there. Um, you know, I was told if I waited one semester, I would have uh, um, I had a chance to go ahead and go into Alabama. Alabama's interested and Arkansas. Uh, however, um, I tell you, I'm gonna be honest. At this time, I listened to others that have been patient. I could have went to an SEC, two SEC schools, either one. But at that time, I'm thinking, I'm a kid. There are adults. I listen to them. They know what's best, and that's what I'm teaching other um, youngsters to, you know, follow your heart. You know, think, have a mind of your own. And that's also helped me become the man I am today by listening to my heart and following my, uh, my head and, and going to the direction I feel is best for me. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. I've had situations, I think, you know, um, especially after graduating college and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I feel like I had, I had listened to too many other people and I should have just followed my heart. And now I'm like, now I'm following my heart and listening to it. And it's like, it's such a good thing too that you feel yes, the same way. Yeah, I mean, wow! Like once you make that step in life, I feel like life slows down. The more you try to please others, the more unhappy you are going to be. You know, my 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 line is, you know, everyone wants to be show loyalty and show loyalty, but I always say self loyalty is the best loyalty. You can't be loyal to yourself. You can't be loyal to anyone else. It's true. It's very true. And, you know, and like you said, you like, you want to please other people, but the only person you should really be pleasing is yourself. Like, and right. like, in, you know, in a full hearted way. <laughs> Came out wrong <laughs> when I said that, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I, I understand where you're going. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm going to tell terrible up there. left my mouth. <laughs> um, so you, at Middle Tennessee State, you exploded on the scene. You had 73 tackles. Yes, yes, and I did it play. I probably finished eight games. Uh, I know I started eight games. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how many games I finished. It wasn't a lot. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah. You know, I remember, and the reason why, I, I mean, to this day, man, it's, it's crazy. And I remember in spring, I had an outstanding spring. I won an outstanding spring award. I lost the scene after, after, after sitting out my, um, my year, so it made me a registered junior coming in. Uh, the 2012 season or whatever. And the thing is, is that I remember my coach saying, I'm going to break you. You're going to play like me. And so I'm like, imagine if I started 12 games. Those numbers will have been outstandingly high. More interceptions than three. More forced fumbles than fumble covers. More tackles. You know, but however, you know, uh, the coach wanted to play his style, give me a hard time, you know, and it, it, was, it was really tough, man. I, I think that was 
close to my one of my lowest points ever when I was there playing ball. Really? Yes, I remember. Uh, first game I see is my dad uh, almost died. First first game, me and him so yeah. close. I felt the impact on the field. I didn't know what was going on. My body was feeling weird. And they tell me they rushed to the hospital, whatever. And I was at the hospital all night with mom, you know, being, you know, being strong for her, you know, always being that route that he encouraged me to be when it's time to be. And, you know, I go to practice, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into practice. I'm tired. My mind is everywhere. I'm thinking about my dad. And the coach said, you should have, you should have went home and went to sleep. And I'm like, you know what's going on. And ever since then, I knew it was going to be a, a rough season for me. Um, I used to get told that you are the weak link for the team. Um, uh, it, it was just so terrible. It's so much negative energy that was shot towards me. I get awards and they'll tell me, oh, you think you're somebody now? I'm not saying, hey, congratulations. You won a great job this week. Got you a, a, a Sunbelt uh, Player of the Week award. But no, it was more like, I'm going to put you down instead of uplift you. And so to this day, I don't know why I was um, picked on. But like I say, it made my skin tougher, made me stronger. Uh, like I say, all players that I played with from MT to Florida State, they'll tell you about my work ethic, about my commitment, my passion. You know, it just, for some odd reason, I was the one to get picked on. That's, that's, and that's, that's tough, man, too, especially, A, about your father, the first thing. And to hear them be told that you should have went home and went to bed and said, you know, spend time with your family, which, you know, my model, and I'm sure a lot of other people's models is family first, you know, you yes. got to take care of your family. And, you know, that, that would have set me off right there. And I'm sure it set you off. And that's frustrating too, to be such a, a great player and have these great numbers and all this information, like everything going your way. And then just to be constantly put down, I can only imagine what that does to, you know, someone at the age of, what are you, like 21, 22 at the time? Yes, man. It, it was tough, man. I mean, so tough. Like, it made – I knew I couldn't come back another year. I just knew it. I, I had to leave. I had to leave. I said, I want to do this for my family, of course. But I know if I would stay another year, I, I don't believe I would have – most likely I, I would have uh, just given up or something else. I just know it would have been a bad situation. I knew it. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I dropped out of school, of course. But the crazy thing is they didn't know – that I went back to school and finished. I finished my degree and working on master classes and everything like that. You know, so you know, <laughs> once we get to the point by yeah, once we get to the point by the draft, it's it's gonna get even crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what? So so after that, you you do enter the NFL draft. I'm assuming, right? Yes. Yes. I said let's do it. Uh, I I'm the type of guy I will bet on myself. Say because I know the hard work that I put in, the dedication, the sacrifice. So, therefore, anytime it's time to bet on myself, I'm going to bet on myself. And that's what I did. I did. And I entered the draft, and that's why I called Coach Fisher asked him about the pro day. And uh, he allowed me to do it. And, I mean, wow, that was, that was an awesome day, man. You're talking about I trained myself, prepared myself for this draft. And I came in laser time when it was raining, slippery. I ran a four three one laser and a four three eight laser, just like that. That's crazy. You know, still to this day, I'm like, man, wow. And and the most beautiful part was it was perfect timing because Xavier Rose 
who is the uh, Pro Bowl corner for the Minnesota Vikings, we had Pro Day together. So it's like my motto, my, my focus was, it's me against you. It's me against you. And that's what it was. And I dominated. My performance out-dominated his. Uh, Mike Mayotte knew who I was. He started talking about me on NFL Network. And I went from an unknown guy to possibly getting drafted. And as you know, uh, it goes sour. Oh, no. <laughs> it goes sour. Oh, man. I mean, after Pro Day, I got so many calls, man. I'm like, yes, it's going to happen. Uh, and I was like, well, stick it to this draft, man. I'm going to do this thing. And as you know, it did it. So I, I did Seattle recommended camp, got myself with there. And then uh, after that, um, you know, nothing happened. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, wow, what's going on? I'm thinking about giving up. And my dad came in there and busted my room and he said, get your butt up. We don't, we don't give up. We do not give up. We never give up. Look at me. You see me giving up? And you talk about a guy uh, who's walking around with oxygen, has to walk around with oxygen 24-7. If that's not motivating, what's, what's, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got know, going, man. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he came in there, told me to get dressed. We went to the track and ever since then, it's been on and popping, man. Still to this day, the same workout that he did, I do it to this day. And we did that, uh, got um, San Francisco call, put me on the short list. So I'm getting encouraged. I got a job at Walmart, working in the tour department, making minimum wage, you know, using my time at Walmart, picking up the weights. In the, in the job just to get my strength going, running and on my uh, lunch break, you know, Denver Broncos called for a private workout, you know, with me writing hand letters to them. And then, you know, I say, you know what, Walmart, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm stepping out on faith. I told him, I said, hey, this is my last day. I'm stepping out on faith. I have to go get my dream. Thank you for everything. And I remember like yesterday. And I did that and uh, I got called uh, my birthday week, went up to Buffalo. Had an outstanding workout, signed with Buffalo, and then Buffalo um, scouts told me I'd never say his name to keep him uh, anonymous. He said, we thought you was going to get drafted, but you was thrown under the bus. We just knew you was going to be on either on our team or somewhere else, but you was thrown under the bus, and that's why you wasn't drafted. Wow. Yes. Yes. Do you know who's so I, bus? I, uh, I do. I do. I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> uh, I, I, I keep it quiet like that, but however... I was thrown on the bus. I was told that I have a low IQ. I was told that uh, he has no work ethic, he has no passion, um, and, and things like that. Uh, 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 yes, I have a backbone. I stand for something. I never fall for anything. My work ethic shows, man. You got to think about it. I'm still grinding hard. You know, if you check out my website and, and LinkedIn, you see all these workout videos. You know, each each moment I'm getting better at something. And you know, and for them to say that he dropped out of school, he's he has a low IQ, but we want to talk football IQ. Um, if you pay attention to the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, Coach Jim Schwartz, he has an awesome defense called the 57 defense that he has. And you have to have a strong IQ at safety because you are the quarterback. Just how Payne mainly check plays, you have to check plays just like him when you see a formation. And I master that um, that defense. I master that defense. I'll explain more about that when I get to uh, – we get to the Buffalo Bills uh, information. But, yeah, man, so they say my IQ is low. He's a college dropout. At this time, I already went back to school, uh, working on everything, getting my degree. I have my degree now. And it's just crazy, man, but that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, sitting here shaking my head because it's, like, 
here's a guy that, you know, you went to the pro day with, you know, at Florida State, and you were out, you weren't playing football for a year, but you still impressed and like we're being drafted, talked in the draft talks. And it's like just surprising me that coaches didn't look, you know, look past the, I don't know who, whoever was bad talking to you, talk about you, didn't look past that and sort of the, the, like the work I think you put out there and showed out there. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the thing is, you know, at that time, I'm a diamond in the rough. So a diamond in the rough. Uh, he had an agent pushing his name. So I'm listening to everything his coach says. Coach must be right. So they're going to go by that. Yeah. You know? um, and that really hurt it. You know, I, I really wish that, you know, when we had our conversations, you know, I remember this guy saying, man, you, you're a great guy. I didn't understand what he was saying. I just like, well, hey, that's, that's a compliment. But he must was saying that because of what was said about me, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's crazy how things add up later on in life. But, you know, hey, I have no hard feelings towards anyone. You know, like I said, everything is meant to happen the way it happened. And like I said, it, it made me who I am today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you are a great guy. Like you're super personal and, like, you're a lot of fun to talk to. And I'm, I'm really enjoying <laughs> this interview so far. And, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's mind-blowing to me that people would just go out of their way to trash someone. Oh, man, and you know what? I am not the only one. There's so many guys that go through this in college. A lot of guys give up. I've seen it happen. They just give up. You know, I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to worry about my dream anymore. Um, but it happens everywhere. I mean, from Division One to uh, the smallest division that you go to. I think it's NI, NIW, I think. I can't remember. But anyways, it happens everywhere. And it's tough. And whoever's listening to this that's going through it or went through it, do not give up. Keep your head up. You have a purpose. Fulfill that purpose. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, I fully agree. Yeah, you can't you can't give up on your dreams. And I know it's tough when if other people say things about you, but you got to listen to your heart and listen to what you said, what you said earlier. Absolutely, absolutely. So what was it like uh, going into Bills camp and playing for the Bills and – how crazy are the fans out there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the fans are awesome. They are so awesome. I, I, they send I, – I stayed out. Like, when it was time for autographs, especially once my story came out by Walmart and I had a name, but uh, started getting a name for myself, you know, I stayed out there. I don't care how late it was. I was going to sign every autograph. And, and you know, and whoever listened to this, Bill's Mafia, they know that's that was me. I signed everyone who wants to get an uh, autograph. That was just me because I was grateful to be at that uh, prestige stage. Um, the camp was great, man. i tell you what, my mentality there was, it was, wow, I'm here. Like, wow, I'm actually here. And also it was like, okay, I deserve to be here. Uh, because, man, I'm making all these plays. You're talking about a guy who entered camp, seven on the depth chart as safety. Seven. That means you don't have a partner to go in with when it's on uh, the rotation for what, third string. <laughs> they, have ro- they have to rotate you in for third string, so I was like, wait, <laughs> so y'all sharing reps. That's how tough it was. But the crazy thing is, I say, you know what? It's not how you start, it's how you finish this thing. That's my mentality. And I grinded, man. I grinded my foot off, and I was able to get to second string. And you had guys who was making all these X amount of dollars, I mean, high dollars. I, mean, I had the smallest contract. In the uh, DB room, the smallest, no signing bonus, nothing. I mean, I'm making the minimum. When you had the guys making millions, asking me questions, how do you do this? 
what how do you understand this defense when you see this what are you thinking picking my brain so they can perform better so now i'm at second stream fighting for first you know uh, i just feel like it was bad timing because you got guys that they just signed to to be starters uh what 16.6 million other 23.3 million do you think they're going to uh waste their investment and put somebody who's making them absolutely minimal over them yeah no and at that time i didn't understand the business of the game i thought it was more uh best player but i understand what you invest in that's who has to be on the field you know and that's, that's my learning point and it helped me also learn more about business and that's what helps me now and as i live life more business attitude and approach to things. That's a, <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> that's smart like you know it's a smart way to um you know, go about it. I mean, yeah, it's tough when you don't really, I think a lot of guys don't really expect it to when they go into it. It's more of a business than it's just the sport itself. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I had, I'd spoken to uh, an NBA player who said the same thing that like he didn't really understand the business side of it until he started actually like getting more in it more into the league. And he's like, I didn't know how much of a business it was more than it was a, uh, more than it was a, uh, um, like, you know, just a play. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's things that you learn as you go. And what I do now, I teach it so no one else has to learn as they go. They'll know and know what to expect instead of being a sucker punch like I was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And stuff. And they signed you back too, right? And like later back in like the, the season? Uh, no, when I was released, I, I kept trying to contact and get back in, you know. But however, you know, when you don't have an agent, saying, yo, my guy is ready, this and that, you know, it makes it very tough. So what I did was uh, I, I jumped right into arena ball. Uh, I mean, you talk to a guy who signed every contract that you signed professionally. And you talking from what, the AFL, um, the, uh, what's that, uh, arena football league, the IFL, indoor football league, the national arena league, NAL, uh, CFL, Canadian football. So I signed so many contracts to chase his dream. Well, and uh, you know, that's what I've been doing the entire time, just going and going and going. Because I know something's going to happen. You know, something is going to happen. Yeah, something good is going to come your way. Do you think you're going to try out for the XFL? Yes, I, I reached out to them as well. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's yes. like a, I'm, I'm, at this point, man, I'm like, whatever happens is going to happen, and I'm going to do it with a smile, and I'm going to enjoy it. Because this is my passion, man. I don't see this as uh, getting glory or anything like that. I just see it as helping others, you know, don't give up. Don't you give up, man. You keep going. You keep going, young lady. Keep going, young man. You know, so at the end of the day, I think, um, I don't know if anyone has done it, but uh, if I could sign, say the XFL dude happens to sign me, I mean, how many guys you know was signed with NFL, uh, CFL, uh, XFL, AFL, NAL, IFL, you know, all these different contracts <laughs> yeah. in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> First one, you might get every leak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, like I say, I'm always going to find a positive out of any situation. Yeah, you're just, you uh, you just get positive vibes all the way through, man. And it sounds like nothing, uh, you know, really gets you down. And you always find the spin it. Like you, you did playing linebacker, you found a way to spin it into a positive. Thank you, man. You know, it, like I say, I, I, I learned this from watching my parents, you know, like I, I speak on what my dad went through with the HVAC and Helen's specs at the job. 
Uh, and then my mom, who, you know, married to my dad for 34 years, and he passes. And less than a year later, she's diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. And she wow. beats breast cancer within a year. Wow. And I mean, it's, it's instilled in me, man, to find positive out of the negative situation. It's instilled in me to have perseverance. It's instilled in me to have that grit, you know? So I know what's in my DNA. I, I know it's, it's passed down. So it's like, I'm just a grateful guy. So when, when uh, terrible things come my way, I smile. I smile at adversity because it's not going to um, break me. It's going to make me to who I am supposed to be. I love it, man. Yeah. And that's the, that's the best attitude to have. And I love that you have that grit and, you know, it sounds like you have, uh, you know, you've had, you had two amazing parents in your life to help, you know, mold you into the person that you are today and to take after them. Oh man, tell you, man. It, and, and one more person I have to is my wife. My wife really helped me through this whole process. Helped me. You know, um, when I met her, she, she really helped me with positive energy. You know, she helped me figure out what's good for me, what's bad. You know, and I tell people all the time, you know, um, you cannot, a flower cannot grow with weeds around it. And you have to understand who you have around you in your circle, the energy level. Because the universe will not bless you with the uh, things that you desire if you have the wrong crowd around you. You know, so she, uh, she really opened my spirit to that, my eyes to that. And I'm very grateful for my wife. You know, so my wife, my my dad, my mom, you know, like, I am grateful. <laughs> I am so grateful. It sounds like you have, like, an amazing people in your life. And, you know, you uh, uh, it's great It's great that you have that. And you just, like, it helps that, spews that positive, as, like, you know, attitude. You definitely, man. And, you know, it's a lot of people that are in my same situation. Like, do not have the um, support team that I have. And that's why I'm so grateful for them. Because uh, I see guys and, and, and ladies grinding for their dream, but I see them they, in order to tell me, like, man, I just, no one believes in me. I know I, I don't have that that circle that says, you know, it's a village and we're going to help you get there. And, you know, it's tough. It's tough, especially in this world that, you know, the world is full of negative energy. And if you can't, find or have someone around you that's positive it will eat you alive and it will beat you down and make you feel like you are worthless so like i said i'm very grateful for the support team that i have and i will always um pay my dues and respects to them yeah i i, I fully agree with you man i, I uh, the same situation it's nice to have a good group of people around you that always support you and i'm, I'm glad that you do because you know talking to you today is, you know, it makes me more motivated too to keep grinding and not give up on what I want to do. And, you know, and you're just, you know, a, a motiv you sound like just like a motivational speaker and uh, po such a positive energy. It's like, I, I want to come down there and hang out with you now. I want to go there. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Come on. Hey, you're welcome. You are absolutely welcome. And you might find me out. You might find me down there. Where are you? You're in Florida, right? Yes. I'm, I'm in Tampa, man. Come on down. I'm right in the middle. So if you want to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've yet the bad. I've I've only been to Florida once in my life, so I have to come back. So I think that might be my next trip. Oh yeah, man, it'd be great. I mean, think about it. We have amazing beaches. We have uh, amazing um, theme parks. I mean, there's so many things to do. 
we had a great countryside on North Florida and Central Florida all the way down. You know, we have the Everglades, we have beaches. I mean, what can you not love about Florida? I'm a Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm up here in New England. I live in Rhode Island. So we have. Uh, okay. We just had the summer end. So now we're in full fall. It's starting to turn fall. But it's nice. It's nice up here. Oh, yeah. I, I bet it is, man. I bet it is. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's it's weird though. The weather changes like crazy. We'll have like a we'll have an eighty degree tomorrow, eighty degree day tomorrow, and then a fifty degree day the next day. So like, <laughs> yeah. wow, yeah. yeah, that's def that's definitely not us. No, <laughs> definitely. no, definitely not. I know. I'm most, that's why I gotta get down to Florida, man. I need the consistency. <laughs> oh man, yeah. are you watching any football right now? Are you paying attention to any college games? Your favorite college team? Uh, I don't have a favorite team, and I don't have a favorite NFL team as well. I ever, I do watch, you know, keep my mind sharp. Uh, it took a while. This is my best year ever since all this was going down in my life because it was times I, I couldn't watch college football. I'd get depressed. Uh, it was times I couldn't watch NFL games. I'd get depressed. But now I embrace it, and I'm like, this, this is great, man. It's, 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 it's a totally different outlook I have now like, and at this moment now, I'm teaching my wife how uh, about football now. Oh, that's, so awesome. That's, that, that's awesome. So now she's not just, what's this? What's this? What's going on? So she actually knows how, how to read our um, routes now. She, uh, exactly. <laughs> she knows when it's uh, looking at formations. I told her looking at certain formations to tell you if it's a pass, if it's a run, you can spit a boot. I mean, she's catching on, man. Watch out. <laughs> oh, man, watch out. Yeah, I know. This is for a lady. She's me watching uh, some games out on the bar or something. She's going to be picking up things before other people do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are like, I must be like living like the Romos because Tony Romo always calls a playoff before it happens. So you must be doing that all the time. Yeah, man. And you know what? I have to actually pay homage to uh, Coach Dunny Henderson. Coach Dunny Henderson was my DB coach at Buffalo Bills. Uh, he taught me a lot about football, things that uh, other coaches didn't teach me coming up. He really taught me about, um, you know, reading certain formations, with respect uh, and things of that nature, my fundamentals and everything. He taught me that within uh, months and I grasped it and it's like a sponge. I was a sponge to him. Everything he spat out, I soaked it in. And then when I went to the arena, uh, Coach Dixie Wooten, uh, great coach. He helped me with uh, route recognition. A lot of people think, you know, you're reading just a quarterback. You're not just reading quarterback back there. You're reading routes. So now it's like, oh, it goes back to what I said earlier when I played quarterback. Now I put everything together. So now it's like it's I turn to a player that now thinks like a coach. And the thing is, with me not having a lot of miles on my body, you know, no surgeries, no concussions, you know, no severe injuries, anything like that. I'm like an antique car. Like, I, I wasn't popular during my time when I was out. But when you see no antique cars now, everybody turn their head and like, wow, that's me. That's me. A lot of thread on these tires, baby. Uh, my engines stay tuned up. I'm, I'm oiled up. I'm ready to go. So I feel like I, I am the best fit for any team right now. And it, it's just an awesome thing. I know it went off task a little bit, but I just had to spit that out. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Hell yeah, man. You're going to make it to you. I know you are. You're going to, no matter where it is, whether it be the NFL, the XFL, I think you got this, man. You, you're the, you're so motivated. Uh, you, so, something great is going to come your way. I can feel it, too. I appreciate it. And you know what? I also I have to um, think about my brand, my business that I started. Uh, it's called Make Adjustments, Elite Excuses. That's what also motivates me as well. And what's that? I, what, and that's your brand and your business? Yes, I have, I have my own business. Uh, I started that because I was going through, you know, the transitioning of why. Like, why does this happen to me? Why I'm not getting this phone call? Why, why, why? And then I realized, you know what? That's it. No more excuses. You don't point a finger at nobody. You don't blame nobody. You just focus. You make adjustments. Delete excuses. And things will happen. And, and that's why I named my, uh, my business. Make the Delete Excuses Incorporated. You know, we're about motivating through health and fitness. Uh, we're adding branches on there. We have a lot of things coming out. Uh, I know personally I'm working on a book that I want to get out soon, uh, but I'm not going to rush it. I mean, we have so many things going on, man, you know. But the brand is Make Adjustments, Delete Excuses Incorporated. Make, all right. I'll, I'll definitely have to look that up. Now, do you guys sell any T-shirts or anything like that? Yes, we are now selling T-shirts. Uh, it's a great T-shirt out. Um, it's called, uh, like I said, think about what I said earlier, turn a negative to a positive. The shirt says, I'm possible. All right, so it's I dash possible. Okay, so you cannot spell uh, possible without I am. So on the uh, sleeve, it say I am. The two greatest words in the human dictionary is I am. You are whatever you believe you are. If you are great, you are say I am great. If you are sad, you are say I am sad. So that's why I'm coming out with I'm possible shirts. I love it. I've got I gotta get one now. I'm gonna buy one. Oh man, that's great, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, you have my full support, your business. I, I will uh, I'll make sure to buy some gear from you and everything and you know promote the hell out of it too. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for you, man. It sounds like you got a lot going on for you. You know, just not football. It sounds like on the business side too. It sounds like, you know. Here's a kid that started at uh, 10 years old DJing. Now now you got your own business. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely. You know, it's, it's all about, you know, I like to let me say about sports. You know, the more you can do, you know, more, more you can do, the more you stay around. You know, but at the end of the day, I always, always want to be known as, you know, being a human being, a man um, that helped and served, served people in a great way. And that's what I always want to do. And, and, and my slogan for the business, business I made, maybe just to do these excuses, is enhancing lives. I always want to help people. I have two great stories I can tell you right now. I remember in pre-K, uh, we had sprinkler time. You know, I said, all right, let's go out, kids. Let's go play in the sprinklers. You know, as a kid playing in some water, that's like the most greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But one of my friends, he uh he had a button-up shirt and his collar he couldn't unbutton the collar all the kids left and everything and i'm like i'm not going out till we get this uh button loose so i literally stayed and tried my best to get the button loose and we missed a little some time down fouls uh and don't help us he got that but i'm always wanting to help others serve others uh another incident i remember at a barber shop i was young and uh they had donuts. It's five in the morning. They had donuts. 
So I went in the back, I got the donuts, and I came out with like four donuts in my arms. And the barber said, what you doing with these donuts? I said, I want to make sure that I have one, my mom had one, my dad had one, my brother had one. So I'm always that type that wants to serve and help others. Man, you just have a good heart overall. It sounds like, it sounds like even with just the stuff you did with recruiting for your friends and helping them out and, you know, just hearing those two stories or especially at a young age like that, you just overall that good heart stayed with you all the way and your, your parents did a great job with you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate them. You know, I always honor my mother and father, always. Yeah, yeah. I, and, you know, you know, you sh they should be, I'm, they are very, I'm sure they're very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it for me, uh, Juwan. I, 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 I loved your story, dude, and everything about you. And uh, you're such just a positive person. You just, like, exuberate positive even through this phone call going through the computer I can feel all the positive energy coming like you know it makes me you know I was having a bad day today and I feel a lot better now to be honest with you oh man I, I'm grateful that I'm able to help you and I always remember you know after the storm it's always sunshine you know it's that silver lining so you just hold on through the storm hold on and sunshine be on its way yeah that's that's right Jordan. I'm actually gonna stick with, I'm gonna stick with that because I, I, I definitely have to believe in that and you know I, and I wish you the best of luck, man. You deserve every great thing that comes your way. And I am now your biggest fan. And I am going to be rocking your shirts up here. I'm going to promote the hell out of uh, your business. Oh, man, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And um, I would like to uh, leave with this right here. Um, you know, I know a lot of people feel like life is holding them down, this and that. Or somebody's stopping them or holding them. Just, just always remember that. You could keep a good man down, but once you get up, let's believe he's going to get up too. So once they get up off of you, you get up and you keep moving forward and you just keep marching and everything's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. You just got to keep pushing. I love it. I love it. I'm sticking with that too. I'm, I'm stealing that one. I hope you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that quote right there, while about uh, the, the, uh, holding a good man down, it comes from my granddad. And which passed through him through his granddad. So that's something we keep in the family. And I'm happy to share it with you because you are now family. Oh, I appreciate that. And you are too, man. And you know, uh, anytime you, if you find your way up in Rhode Island, you always have a place to stay or anything that you need, you let me know or in the New England area. And, um, you know, and I'll definitely have to make my way down to Tampa. And, I, and you're always welcome back on. I will definitely want you back on. Uh, thank you, man. It's an honor. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you for having me on. All right, you're welcome, Juwan. You have a great rest of your night, and enjoy, and we'll definitely be talking soon. All right, have a good one. Peace and blessings. All right, thanks, you too. All right, that was my interview with Juwan Harley. Great interview with Juwan, a lot of fun. Really enjoyed talking to Juwan. Um, next week we have some more interviews lined up for you guys. I haven't decided who's going to be released on Monday, but either way, it will be a good interview. Um, I also will have to say, I think going forward with the college basketball season coming up, we're going to be doing a little more focused on college basketball. Um, and still we'll be covering the NBA, but we'll be doing a little more focused on the college basketball. I'm going to start a pick'em show, um, starting 
It will be released on actually next week um, with the NBA. Yeah, with the college basketball season starting on the 5th. So it will be released next week uh, with Pick'em. Big, big, big lineup for that for that season. I'm going to have a Pick'em show um, where I just talk strictly about college basketball, giving you guys games of the week and sleeper picks of the week and players to keep an eye on. Um, it's something I really wanted to do with this podcast and take it in that direction as well, too. Um, but I will have great interviews coming up for you guys during the week as well, too. And Wednesday will be the Pick'em show. So it will just be me, and hopefully we'll be getting some guests to come on to make some picks with me. Um and talk about have them talk about their picks and their guys to watch during the week. But it should be a lot of fun. And I hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend. And I'll see you Monday.